Yeah. They calling me controversial. I don't know why, I'm just telling the truth. Yeah. They're indoctrinating kids with lies. It's just evil in disguise. They say that it's love, but they lie. They say that they're girls, but they're guys. Or they say they have no gender. From guy sports to girls, where they're winners. From now on, I identify as a ninja turtle. Where's Master Splinter? They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. Jesus was controversial. Paul was controversial. Elijah was controversial. Yeah, telling the truth is controversial. Welcome to the Matt Buff Show. It is great to have you with us. Check out thebuffshow.com for all past interviews, shows, and more, and sign up for our newsletter. Make sure you follow us everywhere, Rumble Live, Getter, social media like Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook, and also AM 950, the uh, 94.9 FM, The Answer, Orlando. Also, be sure to check out uh, the Patriot Podcast Network on Roku TV, where you can see all our current and past shows right there. We have got a monster show for you tonight. It's just all breaking news with just the continuing story that's happening in Israel, what's happening at home. First, we leave all kinds of weapons in Afghanistan, which were gobbled up by terrorists. Then five-person trade in Iran plus $6 billion. And now you've got Palestinians paragliding into Israel and killing babies, women, killing children, men, soldiers, everybody. Israel is responding. This is just not attack an attack there. It's happening here at home, too. Not just coming in through our southern border, but happening in our streets. <laughs> Throwing down American flags, waving Palestinian flags. Kicking people that are Jews, ripping down Jewish flags. This is San Francisco. This is America. In Dearborn, it's Free Palestine. A member of Congress with a Palestinian flag. And liberals everywhere saying there's a difference between Hamas and Palestine. They forget the bloody civil war a couple years ago. We're going to get into all this and much more. And then their new film about police state ties right into this from Dinesh D'Souza. You got to check this out. We're going to be playing the trailer for you as well, but let's bring on Dinesh right now on the Matt Buff Show. Dinesh D'Souza, welcome back to the show. Great to have you. It's always good to be back. Thanks for having me. Well, I just tell you what, I'm fired up about what's going on here. Um, just with the Democratic presidents that we've had, this one has no idea what he's doing when it comes to Joe Biden. It's the Marxists pulling the strings, even though everybody's saying, oh, he's making great speeches about Israel. No, Dinesh, this is this is troubling on so many levels because it seems like they're letting these things happen. And these extremist groups, these Islamic groups always rise up when the United States is at its weakest moments. Yeah, we have um, weakness abroad and repression at home. In other words, a, a police state that is infringing on all of our fundamental liberties, free speech, freedom of assembly, equal justice, equal rights under the law. And, and yet you are also right that while normally in a police state, you, you know who's running it. You know, we Stalin is running the Soviet state or Xi Jinping or even now Putin um, or the Iranian Supreme Mullah. 
But who is running our police state? Uh, you know, Biden is sort of presiding over it. And I think he's a, a willing accessory. He's happily happy, if you will, to ride in the canoe. Uh, I guess, suppose he's the poster boy of the police state to a degree. But you're quite right. There are many other people, nameless, who are probably speaking into his ear and driving policy. And it all circles back. The, the deal with Iran, what's happening to Catholics in America, what just that video I showed you that happened to people that are ending up for the Jewish state are getting shut down and hit and kicked. And the police are not going after those perpetrators. They're too busy trying to lock up white Americans for opinions on elections or abortion or things like that. I mean, ask yourself the question of why the U.S. intelligence agencies, which are supposed to be the best in the world, had absolutely no idea that this was coming. With modern technology, modern surveillance, all the police powers that were given to the government in the aftermath of 9-11 and the Patriot Act, hey guys, listen, you keep track of all these Islamic terrorists everywhere in the world, oh yeah, we're going to do that. But I think that the reason they were caught napping, and in fact, was it Jake Sullivan who just said a couple of days ago, the Middle East is the most peaceful it's been in years. Uh, this guy had no clue. And the reason they had no clue is that these agencies have been redeployed to start looking at 68-year-old grandmas who kind of wandered into the Capitol for five minutes on January, um, on January 6th. Uh, or they're keeping, they're surveying moms who are going to a school board meeting. So the, the government's been very explicit that its priorities have shifted, not just to domestic terrorism, but what they call domestic extremism. And you can be pretty sure that you and I would fall into that category by their definition. Yes. And that is something I did not think we would have to talk about in our lifetimes, but it's already here and it's happening. Dinesh, I am a huge fan of all your movies, uh, Obama's America, Hillary, the Hillary's America. I mean, a 2016 movie came to fruition. Um, when you talk about Death of a Nation, all these movies are phenomenal and you got a new one out and it just couldn't be more perfect time. I wanna hear all about the backstory of it, but for our viewing and listening audience, I'm gonna play the trailer for it. Dinesh, uh, and, and it's just, it gives you chills, everybody. Wait till you see the movie, but we're going to play this and we're going to talk about it. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Chief Division Counsel and DOJ have approved a no-not breach. We want the subject to be on display doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? Government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. I've never seen anything like it. It may be the Russia other people grew up in, but not my America. FBI warrant, come to the door now! There's a heavy banging at my door. Open up! It's 15 marked units on my property. I got SWAT in the back of my house. It took a battering ram to my door. 6 a.m. I hear boom, boom, boom. And hear about six to eight military-style soldiers. With the tallest one of them pointing an automatic rifle at my head. FBI, we have an arrest warrant. Shock you out of sleep. 
drag you out of your house half-clothed, refuse to give you a warrant, ransack your house. Now I'm facing 15 years in federal prison for doing nothing other than exercising my right to free speech. I had no reason to be attacked. I hope that you remember Matt's name and the role you played in killing him. How did we give the state this kind of power? 9-11 changed everything. We're going to expand the Bureau from law enforcement to domestic intelligence. Legal shackles are now off. It used to be Islamic terrorism. That threat has kind of dissipated. Our focus is shifting. They're moving to domestic extremism. Really paints anybody who's right of center. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. The demand for domestic terrorism vastly outstrips the supply. When candidate Trump came down the escalators, the government had a meltdown. We are going to drain the swamp. We'll see about that. You take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. Google literally rewrote their news algorithm based upon what Trump was doing so that they could get this guy. You just take out the word Russiagate and you put in COVID origins. You take out COVID origins and you put in Hunter Biden's laptop. You take that out and you put in January 6th. It's the replicated play from the deep state and their partners in the media. They're not just deplatforming you. They are trying to throw people in prison. If they're coming for me, they're coming for you. Hands on your head! These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech! Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. Police State. Exclusively in theaters, October 23rd and 25th. Tickets sold only on policestatefilm.net. That's right. The policestatefilm.net is the place and the only place, Dinesh, you can go to get tickets. But there were so many points in there where we have to go find the criminal, then we put the crime on them. But there's so many points to this movie that are phenomenal. But policestatefilm.net. Yeah, the the film it had its sort of roots in me thinking about what are the defining features of police states around the world? They have mass surveillance of citizens. Well, we got that. They have systematic censorship. We got that one. Uh, they have, their police states tend to be one party states. They tend to, not that they don't have an opposition, but it's a controlled opposition. It's subordinate to the regime. And so you try to lock up opposition leaders, uh, prevent them from running. Uh, we have that. Uh, you have ideological indoctrination in schools and the media. We got that. Political prisoners, we got that. Criminalization of political dissent, we got that. So I began to realize that, you know, for decades in my life in America as an immigrant, I've been saying, we're a free society, we're the free world, then there's the unfree world. This was the kind of language that I learned in the Reagan years, but I realized it's it's obsolete. Uh, we're not the free world. We None of our basic rights are completely secure. And there seems to be a very powerful juggernaut. I mean, part of it's in the government, but some of it's in the private sector. The institutions of academia, uh, the media, uh, nonprofit sector, digital platforms, these are all involved, for example, in the censorship apparatus. It's like an octopus that is stretching across the public and the private sector both. 
Yes, it is. The Another film that we love from you is 2000 Mules. And I like when you went back to the COVID madness in this film. I just was thinking when, when that trailer was playing about two men who got thrown up against a wall in a gas station for not wearing masks, a dad arrested for playing catch with his daughter, people thrown out of church in California. They were busting in doors of people that were having a, uh, a prayer meeting or just a devotion and and they were doing all that. I'm, I'm glad you went back to this in this film. Of course, everybody check out 2000 Mules. We reference it every week on the show because of the election. But this goes back to the police state of what happened during those lockdowns. And I was really amazed to see how quick the apparatus was set up with ID cards and fever checks and databases and things like that. It was shocking how fast all that was set up. Yeah, one of the critical events was COVID. Uh, and of course, the other was January 6th. And so if you look, for example, at the two waves of censorship on digital media, the first was COVID, we're fighting disinformation and misinformation. And then the second was, we got to shut down all these accounts because whatever these people are saying could lead to another insurrection. And so there's always a, a pretext, usually a pretext driven by fear to get Americans to give up liberty and, uh, and then once you've given up those liberties, you often find that the government redeploys them. I mean, in the aftermath of 9-11, a lot of us, me included, were like, okay, the government needs more power because it needs to serve, it needs to do, it needs to, it needs to identify these terrorist plots coming from abroad. Little do you know that those exact same powers can then be turned against American citizens and used to go after them for a completely different reason. That's right. That's a, a key highlight. We're going to get to back to January 6th. I want to talk about that as well. But your point right there is phenomenal because when you they instead of going after the jihad, that was the point of American homeland security. That was the purpose is to go after people that want to wage war on Americans, uh, an Islamic uh, jihadic movement that was happening and that, that way wanted to stop it. It went from the jihad to people like pastors they want to put in jail. So they want to go after the parents at the school board and the pastors who are protesting at uh, abortion clinics. Those are the real threat, but they're using the same tools they use to, to try to stop the jihad. They are using the tools to try to stop the American teacher protest. The film is, um, in a sense, a kind of a warning. I liken it to an animal that sees a movement in the trees and is trying to alert the herd that, you know, we're all in danger. We need to take protective action because I think there are many Americans who, because we don't have an experience of a police state here, they like can't believe it. They can't get their head around it. They don't know what it's like to have a, a police state because once a police state is consolidated, once it's established, once the jaws snap shut, it's really hard to get out of it. And in fact, a film like mine can't be made then. So it needs to be made now to alert people that this is something that we don't want to see happen here in the United States. So let's take action. Let's move against it before it's too late. But it's happening now. Um, we talked about the Liberty Safe story where they gave the password to somebody safe so that their door could be rammed in. I mean, this is everyday Americans you're talking about, and it's just happening on a faster scale. So, yes, it's a warning to all of us, but it's already happening to some of us. Yeah, the importance of a film is a film doesn't just tell you, it shows you. And so in this film, we have two types of people. We have some of the architects of the police state. In other words, we have whistleblowers, we have informants, people who tell you how this police state is constructed, how it works. 
because I don't think people have a good understanding of that. It takes you sort of into the evil sausage making machine of this police state. And the other type of person that we have in the film is just ordinary Americans who have felt, well, what Orwell called the boot stamping on a human face. So the police state like up, up close and personal, uh, because I want to answer the guy who says, well, you know, I'm not Donald Trump and, you know, I didn't go in the Capitol on January 6th, Dinesh, and so I pay my taxes. I'm a good American. You know, I, I'm never going to hear the whir of a helicopter or a battering ram come through my door. And, and my answer to that guy is, you could not be more wrong. That's right. Let's talk about Donald Trump on January 6th. Was Donald Trump the first president in American history to have a mugshot? I believe he was. Um, and, and it really shows you that he is the, the primary target of the police state. Uh, he frightens these people and they are willing to go full gangster in trying to get him. Look, I mean, let's say that they were to say, all right, we've never indicted a president before, but we have a serious violation. He took these documents to Mar-a-Lago. He should have given them back. So we're going to make a charge against him. We'd be like, all right, let's look at the merits of that. Let's see what he did. Let's see if he was negotiating in good faith. But when you have 91 charges in multiple jurisdictions, with an attempt to take this man and lock him up for the rest of his life, then you suddenly realize, wait a minute, they are following a shotgun strategy. If we can't get him in D.C., we'll get him in Georgia. If we can't get him in Georgia, we'll get him in New York. If we can't get him on a criminal case, we'll destroy his businesses. So this is straight police state tactics. And I think I think that um, that's our starting point for the movie. We radiate out from Trump to show that this is happening even to a lot of ordinary citizens who are very far from the corridors of power, but are still in their own way, as this movie is, by the way, a threat to the police state. Yes. I mean, when you talk about 94 counts based on just having a disagreement about the election, I think back to 2000 Mules, where did you expect, number one, that when they call, when they wanted to make an election denying a crime, did you expect it to take on that big of a, of a scene to go after and indict so many people? And what repercussions did you personally face? Well, I mean, the I haven't been pulled into this in terms of any sort of attempt to link me to a criminal indictment or anything. We made a film about it and we produced a lot of evidence, a technological evidence, video evidence. Uh, I think, to be honest, they were a little scared to bring that evidence in because you play that evidence. I mean, and and we've seen Rasmussen and other surveys ask people, Democrats who have seen the film, and they go, uh, actually, we're convinced there was a lot of election fraud after watching that movie. So I don't think that they want to take the chance of playing 2,000 mules to the jury in Fulton County, Georgia. But they might. That, that's what I'm saying. That film might be in evidence, uh, in full, especially in Georgia, because that's what that case is all about. And that goes back to the new movie, The Police State, because... What the, when they wanted to make election denying a crime, we we could play hours of 2016 Democrats saying the election was a fraud. We can go back to 2001 with Florida, Al Gore, and George Bush. They made a whole movie called Recount about how that election was a fraud. But then all of a sudden, it became a crime, and that goes to January 6th now, where you're seeing unbelievable sentences for kids who did nothing wrong even the fbi said it wasn't an insurrection and you in the movie you have a powerful powerful interview with a mother of somebody who was locked up and ended up 
having a detrimental effect on his life. You know, police states um, operate. We, we, we tend to think of this in terms of double standards, right? The police state is going after Trump, but why isn't it going after Biden? It's going after the January 6th defendants. Why isn't it going after the BLM Antifa guys? Well, it turns out that police states have a single standard that is behind that double standard. And that is that particularly when a police state is not fully formed, it's under construction, as I call it, it needs constituents to back it up so that it can get there. It can, it can be fully formed. And so this is why when liberals say to me and, and leftists, they go, well, you know, I'm not worried about being thrown off social media and I'm not worried about being arrested. I'm like, right, you shouldn't be because you are helping to build the police state. Now, once the police state is fully built, you will also be in danger. In the end, Stalin was killing socialists. He was killing communists. You know, it, it didn't really matter. In the end, no one is safe. But in the meantime, uh, the left and the Democrats, who are the party of constructing the police state, enjoy a certain kind of immunity. They're constructing a police state that they viewed from history. What are some of the surprising things when you look at historical police states that have either succeeded or failed? Well, our police state is has certain unique aspects to, to it. And, and part of what makes the film, I think, intellectually interesting is it goes into this stuff. So, for example, most police states have a Berlin Wall. They have a border. In fact, they're very strict about their border. No one comes in. No one gets out. Uh, and yet we have an open border, which seems on the face of it a little inconsistent with the police state. So in the movie, I take it upon myself to say, all right, let me think about that. Let's try to explain why our police state benefits from having an open border. And we offer a very interesting explanation uh, in the film. The other thing that's worth noting is that our police state is a police state with a lot of pretense. You know, in, in the Gulag Archipelago, which, by the way, I'm talking about on my podcast these days, you know, they come for you, they grab you in the night, they smash you over the head and they drag you away and your neighbors see you being carted away. But nobody is giving a reason, an explanation. You're like, what am I in for? They don't tell you. You're on a list. They don't care. And so when the police state, again, is consolidated, it doesn't require a justification. It's simply brute tyranny and brute force. But here's my point. Our police state now is marching behind the banner of democracy. We're saving democracy. The banner of law. Well, it's not that we want to arrest Trump, Dinesh, but, you know, no one's above the law. We have to do it. Or, or even censorship. We are fighting for the truth. We are trying to eliminate misinformation and disinformation. So in other words, our police state has a lot of flim-flam, a lot of facade, a lot of pretense, like it is actually about truth and justice and the American way. It's, it's weird when you hear people talk about patriotism, patriotism on the left. When, when you hear their, they talk about democracy on the left. On the left... In this country, and you've heard it out of the teleprompter's own mouth, democracy means silencing people you disagree with and making sure we lock up our political opponents, but also make sure that we have a new standard of freedom, a new standard of democracy that forces you to accept things you disagree with. Yeah, it is amazing because when I think back to um, the late 70s when I first came to America, this was, of course, in the aftermath of the 60s. In the 60s, the left was defending free speech. And many people thought that's because they're on principle committed to free speech, but it was never the case. I think that looking back, what they meant is that they wanted free speech for themselves. But the moment that they became in, ensconced in positions of power, in education, in academia, they were like, okay, now we need some speech codes to outlaw the speech of people who disagree with us. 
So there was always this tyrannical streak on the left, but it has been taken to a whole new level. I mean, you can't name a single right in the Bill of Rights today and say, I feel completely safe that that right, whether it's free speech, freedom of religion, uh, equal rights under the law, that that right is completely safe. It's not. This film seems like it has a personal nature to it for you. A personal, um, a, just a like, it seems like it ties into your personal story more than some of these other movies because they were about where America's going or what's happened in America. This one seems like it has a personal touch for you. Well, I mean, I had a, you know, I had a, an eight month in overnight incarceration based upon a clash with the Obama administration. You, they, you know, said you uh, violated the campaign finance laws. To be honest, at that time, I never saw it as a prelude to a police state. I just thought, listen, I made a movie. I upset the vindictive narcissist Obama in the White House. You know, he got mad. He got his attack dog, Eric Holder. Go get this guy. So I sort of saw it as a one off. You know, but I didn't see it as a prelude to what would happen to Carter Page and Papadopoulos and Michael Flynn, now Trump. So so looking back in Obama, you had maybe the, the, the germination, the beginning, the seeds of the police state. But it is amazing how much it has advanced just under the Biden regime. Uh, in fact, I don't even think I could have made this movie three years ago. If I start making a movie police state, people will think, well, I'm obviously making a movie about another country, not the United States. Well, with this movie, you probably have film on the cutting room floor still that you could use for a part two. That's how much is going on. Where can people go? I want them to check out the movie, the trailers, to get tickets, and also your podcast. Yeah, we're having, uh, we bought out hundreds of theaters on two nights, um, October 23rd, Monday, and Wednesday, October 25th. So if you can't see the movie in the theater, but the way to get tickets is to go to the website, which is policestatefilm.net. You put in your zip code, boom, the theater's playing near you will come up. You can go as with your family, your church group, your friend, go with a bunch of like-minded guys. It's, good. it's a fun movie to see with other guys, and it's a fun movie to see in the theater. Now, if you can't make it to the theater or those days don't work for you, Friday, October 27th, we have a virtual premiere you can watch from home, and it's going to be awesome. We have live music from the film. We then show the whole film and then a, a Q&A with Dan Bongino and me to follow and all for the price of a movie ticket. So this is if you want to if you want to watch in the convenience of your home on your big screen TV, this is the way to do it. Sign up for the virtual premiere. Again, policestatefilm.net is like the one stop shop to get your tickets. So go there. OK, everybody check it out. We'll post the links on the buffshow.com as well. And then the podcast. Where can everybody follow you on the podcast? I do the podcast daily. It's on audio and video and audio. It's on Apple, Google and Spotify video. It's on YouTube and Rumble. OK, make sure everybody follow Dinesh because he is they're trying to silence him on on the social media platforms. Big tech is another big part of the police state because they're coordinating. We'll talk more about that next time. But Dinesh D'Souza, thank you so much for joining us on the show. I don't want to give too much of the movie away. I want everybody to go see it. <laughs> this is one heck of a movie. I mean, this is a very cinematic topic. I mean, much more than 2000 Mules. And so there's a sort of spectacular quality to this movie. And I think it will it will have you exiting the theater. I mean, shaken, but also very stimulated intellectually as well as emotionally. And hopefully activated, too, to, sure. to make sure we put a stop to this. Dinesh D'Souza on the Matt Buff Show. Thank you so much. God bless you and keep up the great work. Thank you very much. You got it. We'll be back on the Matt Buff Show. So much more to come. You guys stay with us. Wow, it's so soft. 
and smooth. It's cool to the touch. How did you do that? Well, we took my pillow's patented fill and combined it with this new technology that we didn't have back then when I invented my pillow to bring you the best pillow in history, my pillow 2.0. Because of all of you, MyPillow 2.0 has been a huge success. And now we're bringing you our best-selling Go Anywhere MyPillows with the same temperature-regulating technology. Made with my patented adjustable fill and brand-new cooling fabric, they're truly the next generation of MyPillow. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to save over 60% on our MyPillow 2.0 four-pack special. You'll get two MyPillows and two Go Anywhere MyPillows Regular $259.92, now only $99.98. King size, just $10 more. This is a limited time offer, so please order now. Don't forget to use promo code BUFF at MyPillow.com. Check it out today. Hey, you may have heard radio show hosts talking trash on solar. Yes, even conservative talk show hosts. There was a silly comparison to trucks running 10,000 miles, carbon emissions, and panel production. It came off as like a liberal argument against a liberal problem. Shallow knowledge as opposed to experts in the field. Politics, global warming, and other environmental concerns aside, the number one reason to buy solar is simple math. Have you looked at your power bill? It has risen in the last five years. How much more will it go up in the next five years? It's a rigged game and all solar energy empowers you to stop playing a rigged game. A solar electric system freezes your costs and shields you from upcoming rate increases. If you choose to finance a solar electric system, the payment on a system that zeroes out your bill is typically less than your current power bill. This is simple math. Call All Solar Energy in Longwood tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or online at www.allsolarenergy.com. More information on this later in the show. Are you a public employee? Tired of paying union dues when inflation and gas prices are out of control? Opt out today and keep your money. Over 100,000 American workers already have, and you can too. Visit optouttoday.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. It is great to have you rolling along with us. Check out thebuffshow.com. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Nice interview with Dinesh D'Souza there. We're going to keep it going back into the Israel versus Palestine uh, discussion. And I'm just going to say this. When it comes to the IDF, right, they're one of the best. They're one of the best organizations, one of the best militaries in the world. No Hezbollah, no more Gaza Strip, right? Now, everybody in the media is asking, well, what about forgiveness? What about the Palestinian people? What about? No, 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 no more. It's over. Now, forgiveness is not my job. It's not our job. It's not Israel's job. That's God's job, forgiveness. It's just Israel's job to arrange the meeting. And that's how it's got to go. Let's go over to Jim Fletcher on the Matt Buff Show. Great to have you, Jim. Jim is an independent writer, researcher, and speaker, and a longtime supporter of Israel. His work can be seen at patreon.com slash the God that answers. And Pastor Chris will be joining us soon as well. But, Jim, great to see you, man. Good to be with you. All right. The most horrific things that you can imagine 
happened to the Jewish people. When it comes to babies, the elderly, women, children, soldiers, civilians, it was the worst attack in, in, in the history of Israel. And you still have pro-Palestinian flags and rallies all over the country where they're spitting at Jews, where they're stomping on American flags and, and the Israeli flag, where they're doing all this stuff. France says, no, you can't do that. You can't protest uh, for Palestine. The, the media, Jim, also, what about the Palestinians? I mean, the, 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 their true colors are, are there. Yeah, they are. Um, and you're exactly right. This is unprecedented. Um, but the propaganda war started as soon as the uh, the Hamas entered uh, Israel. They, they've ramped that up, and it's very predictable. And especially in the next week, you're going to see a lot of people flip the narrative and call for restraint on the part of Israel. But the one thing I would say is, uh, this time, Israel will not be restrained by anyone. They're not going to listen to outside voices about that. They're going to go in and do what they're going to do. And, and the fallout from that, they'll deal with later. But they're, they're going to get rid of Hamas. When you wrote books about Israel, the history of Israel, or this is the end of the world as we know it, when you write these books, when you're done with the book, See, it just seems like it's just getting worse and closer to prophetic end times when it comes to not just Israel, but what's happening around the world. When you write these books and then you see something like that happened last weekend, when you see Joe Biden at a barbecue having fun while uh, Hamas is attacking Israel, I mean, the book is never finished, is it? No, it isn't. And, you know, in, in terms of you know, the prophetic stuff, um, what what the prophetic narrative is in the Bible, including the New Testament, is, as I said as a Christian, is uh, the world descends into madness. It's not that the world improves. We're not getting better. Uh, we, we thought World War I was going to be the war to end all wars. Uh, that was a rude awakening. And the last hundred years has been uh, just a steady decline. And so the, the world will descend into madness. I can hardly imagine it getting worse than it is right now. I mean, there's things every single hour that just blow our minds. Um, but this one is, this is beyond the pale. And uh, there's going to be a reckoning for this. Yes, there is. And it has to be Israel leading the charge on this one. We can't, in America, go fight every war for everybody. We can't be there. We shouldn't be with Ukraine at all. The money in Ukraine, the money laundering with Ukraine is just out of control. No. There's no product for that. Just like the Biden brand, there was no product for that. But when it comes to Israel, I'm not saying I want my boys to go fight in Israel, but I do want the IDF to put a final stamp and a tombstone on Palestine, which is Hamas. People don't understand about the bloody civil war between Palestinians and Hamas, and Hamas won. Hamas controls Palestine. And a lot right. of people, Jim, don't know that Palestine is not a place. It's a flag, mm -hmm. and it's a group of people that hate Jews. Yeah. Palestine today is a political weapon used against not just Israel, but the West. Um, the, the, you know, the concept of Palestinians wasn't 
heard of before the Six Day War in 67. If you go look at New York Times articles, say 68, 69 and beyond, you're going to then start seeing them talk about Palestinian Arabs. That was a political uh, tool that they created to put pressure on Israel. And, and I would just say this quickly about your, your first point there. I can guarantee you Israel does not want or need us to fight their war. Uh, our support uh, morally and politically is important, but the, they don't need our guys' boots on the ground over there. They're, gonna, they're well capable of taking care of this themselves, and uh, their neighbors know it as well. Yes, they do. But right now, when you have a weak United States and Pastor Chris Quintana joins us on the show, with Obama, we saw the rise of ISIS. We saw we see the rise of the jihad when America's weak because the political part that Jim Fletcher was talking about has to come from us, too. Um, we do support financial means to Israel and we do support them as an ally like Jim said, though, they fight, they can fight their own war. They can knock these guys out. They can knock them out for good. Pastor uh, Chris Quintana, the spiritual battle is just remarkable right now, too, with the free Palestine, with the anti-American, anti-Israel, and with the horrific, even with the horrific stuff you saw, the blinders are on in uh, American journalism and around the world. Yeah, that, I was listening in on what you guys have been talking about. Unfortunately, that's not going to get any better either. And uh, if you ask anybody why uh, Israel seems to have been singled out uh, among all the nations uh, in the history of man for extermination and just outright hatred, they, are, they stand alone. And, and a spiritual explanation to that is the only thing that makes any sense. It's the only thing that holds up when you try to explain uh, why, why it's been targeted the way that it has. And, you know, back to what you guys were talking about, the one thing that, that is wonderful, the more that we understand of, of things that will be happening in the future, it will always be Israel that is there and nobody will stand with them, which is exactly as God would have it, then nobody could ever take credit for it. And uh, I'll add this one little thing, um, having been there a number of times and talking with people that serve there, these young people that serve, um, they have a sense of belonging and a sense of duty that our people could never have. You know, we have professional soldiers, but you put them in countries that they don't have any affiliation with. And it's really hard to, to want to put your neck on the line to the to the extreme other than your duty to your country. But you have no no dog in the fight, if you will. They do. And uh, that's evident when you talk to them, when you see them, how they carry themselves and their sense of, of uh, duty and obligation to their country. It is it's profound. It is marvelous. And it's just wonderful to behold. It really is. I saw a uh, a member of Israeli's uh, Minister of Defense being asked questions from liberal reporters that said, well, what are you going to do about appeasement? What are you going to do about forgiveness? What are you going to do about the human shields and the innocent Palestinians? There is no innocence anymore when you come in through that way and do the horrific things they did. Chris, one more question to you on that. I mean... It's just weird how people want forgiveness for the wrong side and not just in that situation in Israel, but the same thing here with letting criminals out. The same thing here with don't protest abortion or we're going to lock you up. The same thing here. They want appeasement and forgiveness 
for the evil. And that is where right is wrong and wrong is right. And it's it's what they've been doing all along. So it's like, okay, if you want to be right back to the same place where we started, let's just do that. But that's always the same thing. And once again, it's knee jerk. It's that me too kind of mentality. One person says it and then it just gets repeated ad nauseum as though that's somehow the solution. But um, I, I know that I caught the tail end of what, what Jim was talking about. The line that's been crossed this time has never been, in, it's never been this way before. So if it's been done this time, this now sets the new precedent. Every time now it's going to be an armed incursion into Israel and it will be against civilians, but they'll try to do it on a larger scale. So if it's allowed to stay the same, Jim and I have talked about this off uh, away from the program, but as far as I'm concerned, I think what Israel should do goes back to the days of Joshua coming into the land. They should just make sure that there is none in the country. So Gaza should become just part of Israel. Let them be sent back to Egypt or Jordan or wherever they're going to go, but they don't have a home in Israel any longer. And so that should put the West Bank on notice and anybody else. Um, there are over a million non-Jewish Arabs that live in Israel, and they have the ability to go throughout the country. I mean, there's mosques in, the, in Israel that they are able to go attend. So for those people that talk about it being an apartheid state, it's just a stupid lie. And it just shows how absolutely ignorant most people are about the reality on the ground there. But I can show you photos of places that we've gone, and it just says straight up, according to law, no Jews are allowed here. And it's within the borders. And that's within Israel. If, uh, if anything's yes. an apartheid state, it's that sign that you saw. Yeah. Jim Fletcher, yeah, Jim Fletcher, back to you on this because the breach is something that was just confusing to me because the the border around Israel is very secure, but that breach was wide. I mean, it was just remarkable. It's like they it's like the guard was let down for that day, and then this these horrific atrocities happened, funded by Iran. Um, the nice six billion dollars that they're trickling off and, and peeling off. Um, because of what the Biden regime has done. Uh, it's just it's just remarkable about the breach, but also about the expansion. Um, two questions. How did the breach happen? And two, will we finally be able to clean out the Gaza Strip for good? Uh, to the first question, I don't think we know yet. Um, I, I don't know if anyone besides Hamas and Iran know I suspect they're they're going to discover that cyber attacks uh, crippled some of Israel's technology. I don't know that for sure, but uh, that seems to make sense to me. Also, there was an interesting um, article by Kash Patel uh, the other day, and he talked about intelligence failures, uh, both American and Israeli. And in terms of the American intelligence failures here, he said that... Uh, you know, every president sets the tone on what the priority is for the intelligence services. So, of course, under Trump, it was terrorism, terrorists. Under Biden, it's climate change. So you had guys, mega Americans. He, yeah, he's got, more passionate guys, about mega Americans than he was anything he said about Israel. But go ahead. You had guys over here uh, going after uh, false narratives and, and letting the terrorists in the back door because they weren't watching him. To your second question, uh, I, I'm 100% sure that Israel will clear out Gaza. Uh, they'll do it completely. 
their their military leaders have said this week that Gaza will never go back to what it was. And despite all the noise going on and what the activists don't like and this and that, it doesn't matter. They murdered Jewish children in front of their parents and carried them to Gaza. Gaza will be completely changed, um, however long it takes Israel to do that. But they'll do it. Uh, they'll start soon, and they'll go. They'll go on until they finish the job. And uh, I think they'll control Gaza for the next fifty years. Absolutely, fifty years. Um, who knows what this world will look like in fifty years, Chris? I mean, I we won't be here, but it's just remarkable how upside down everything is in the last segment we had Dinesh D'Souza talking about his movie the police state right and when when you talk about how Christians are under attack by the FBI in America and what's happening with that attack in Israel 50 years from now is unrecognizable <laughs> um and 50 years from now I plan on being in a millennial kingdom and uh at that point yeah. we don't have to worry about any of this nonsense because that's ruled and reigned in righteousness. I'm good with that. Yeah, but it's quite remarkable. Last word to each of you. Uh, Jim, to you first. Um, I know your heart broke for this. You've been not just a big supporter of Israel. You've written books about it. It's just uh, the the fire in your heart had to be just burning bright for not just revenge, but retribution. Yes, um, at the same time, as a believer, Scripture is very clear that Israel is eternal. I know a lot of people aren't religious. They don't buy into that. They think I'm crazy. I don't care. Read the text. Read what it says all through the Bible. Uh, Israel will be preserved. Um, it's, their, it's their enemies that are in a great deal of trouble. Uh, read Jeremiah 30, 31, and that will tell you all you need to know. Very good. Chris Quintana, last word to you too. I mean, not just the spiritual battle, but it's hearts and minds too. I mean, there's a lot of people that believe a lot of lies about Palestine. Yeah. And um, just keep your eyes on what they're, they're talking about and then know the reality is a little different. Everybody's concerned about Hamas or Hezbollah up in the north. Uh, I'm not as concerned about that because Hezbollah, if they wanted to try to make a move on northern Israel, it's all flat territory, and Israel would see them before they are thousands of yards away. They'd reduce them to ash in an instant. So that means that if they're going to try to do that, they're coming into Israeli territory, whereas Israel needs to go into Gaza, which is something that is, is, hasn't been done in a while to this extent, all the way back to since they had to leave it in 2006 because of Sharon. But uh, yeah, I'm, I don't fear for the future of Israel. It's secure. Absolutely. Good stuff, guys. Jim Fletcher, Chris Quintana, always love having you guys on the show. We've been doing this together on and off for the past like 10 years. So it's really great. Yeah. Yeah. Keep up the great work, guys. And thank you for joining us on the show tonight. Thanks, Thanks. Matt. Yep. All right. Very good stuff. We'll be back on the Matt Buff show. And this is where you're hearing not just typical media, not just typical news. And we're going to keep it going with our good friend Terry, Terry Schilling on the other side of this break. So stay with us. It's time to convert and sell more with the best tools made for small, medium, and large businesses to grow online. With JJC Marketing Solutions, you can grow with do-it-yourself, easy website and funnel builder, or they will build it for you. 
more options at your fingertips with JJC Marketing Solutions. Not only do you get the best state-of-the-art website, but also comprehensive sales funnels, CRM tools, and powerful search engine optimization. No matter where you are, they can help you grow your business with affordable online marketing solutions. Get weekly reports, dashboard access, and full transparency to see how your keywords are growing. Start building your online presence today. JJCMarketingSolutions.com. That's JJCMarketingSolutions.com. You heard about the simple math with a solar electric system earlier in the show. Not all homes qualify. An energy evaluation by a qualified professional to get the fully informed information is always recommended. If your home qualifies, solar is always a prudent financial move. All Solar Energy in Longwood has been educating homeowners, roofing companies, property management firms, and now radio hosts about solar for 22 years. We have experts to perform no cost, no obligation energy evaluations to see if your home qualifies and explain the simple math of solar. Call All Solar Energy tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or visit the website www.allsolarenergy.com. Let them know you heard about it from me, Matt Buff, on The Buff Show. Cost of living is skyrocketing and paychecks just can't keep up. But if you're lucky enough to be a public employee, you can give yourself a raise. Visit optouttoday.com and stop paying union dues. We've helped over 100,000 public employees just like you opt out and save an average of $1,000 per year. Opt out today and put more food, fuel, and fun back into your life. It's your money. You earned it. Visit optouttoday.com. Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. It is great to have you with us. Just rolling along into our le- our last segment here, and we got a special guest, Terry Schilling, back on the Matt Buff Show. Terry, it's great to, great to see you. He's president of American Principles, and we're going to talk about the collegiate response and more to the nonsense we've seen. Terry, just stuff like this. I mean, there we go. Waving Palestinian flag, chanting death, chanting death to Israel, death to America, stomping on American flag. Some of the brave people were taking these Palestinian flags and throwing them away. And then fighting. And this is San Francisco. Terry Schilling, welcome to the show. Thanks for thanks so much for having me, Matt. Uh you know, I'm I'm kind of speechless at what we've been seeing. Not, you know, obviously what's happening in Israel is terrible, but I'm shocked to see what we're seeing in America, right? You have huge swaths of incredibly affluent, spoiled, even uh, wealthy individuals in this country, mostly white, by the way, on these college campuses, siding with Palestinian terrorists who spent the last weekend burning little children and babies alive, cutting children's heads off. Like, this is nuts. And these people are are being subsidized with our tax dollars in the public university system and even in the private university system. It's, it's, all, it's all publicly funded now. Everyone gets federal tax dollars. It's, it's absolutely enraging. 
if I was in Congress right now, if I was president, I would eliminate all federal dollars to any university that allows these types of demonstrations to happen. We we just can't have it. it the, this, the, there are certain things that are just antithetical to being an American and siding with you know, Palestinian terrorists who are literally burning babies and children alive. It's just indefensible. We can't, we shouldn't be supporting it. We saw the same thing with the trans shooter in Nashville, where after she went through and killed children and tried to kill everybody in that school because she thought it was a soft target. The next day we saw trans rights posts everywhere. Yep. These people are siding with the wrong groups. It's almost like uh, as if uh, they just wanted to destroy this country. Uh, it's almost as if they they really didn't actually care about death and violence as long as that death and violence was actually inflicted on their intended targets, which is you and I, right? These are these are evil people. They are hypocrites. They they are they can contradict themselves. They love hate. Uh, they practice hate. They they are okay with killing babies. Um, as long as those babies aren't in their mother's wombs, it's okay to kill babies in Israel. As long as they're Israel Israelites, you can kill those babies. But um, you know they're just disgusting. Um, it's absolutely terrible. And this is what you talk about at American Principles. And then you see a you you see the, the Black Lives Matter tweet with the paraglider from Hamas, and it says we stand with Palestine. They only took it down, Terry, because there was so much backlash against it. But they saw the same violence we did. They just didn't mind it. No, they they like the violence. They think that the violence is justified. And that's what we've had to listen to over the past six days is how this is actually how Israel had it coming, how these innocent bystanders, how these innocent civilians had it coming to them to have their babies murdered in front of them to have their women and their daughters and their wives raped in front of them and then killed. These, these are psychopaths, right? And they, and they have public platforms and we should all be very worried because these psychopaths that are siding with the Palestinian terrorists who have been doing all this, they are in the top echelons of American institutions. They are at the top echelons of the university system and then top echelons in Hollywood. They're everywhere and they don't care. They just want to destroy this great country and in turn, the people that have been making it great. Have you seen France? They said no pro-Palestinian protests allowed. Kudos to them. I'm all for free speech, but when you're siding with terrorists, there's got to be a line. I, what do you think about the France Declaration? Look, I, I we have different we have a different system here. I think you should be able to speak out about it. Um, you know, if you really disagree, we don't know. Uh, you know what America's future holds. There may be a day. Uh, where it makes sense to join ISIS. It's just not that day. Uh, I'm kidding. Obviously, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, but listen, uh, we have freedom of speech in this country, right? This is not France. This is not England. They don't yeah. have freedom of speech. It, it's a foreign concept to them. So we have to allow these people to protest and to organize. They just shouldn't get any tax dollars. They shouldn't be allowed to keep their reputations intact, right? That's the difference. When you when you put yourself publicly, you put your name down on a piece of paper. You know, our founding fathers, when they signed that Declaration of Independence, they knew they were signing their death warrant. They knew they were going to have their houses burned down. They knew they were going to be uh, persecuted and oppressed. But they did it because it was worth it. And so you have to, you know... When it comes to this stuff, if you're going to sign your name to it, you have to be prepared to not be able to get a job in the future. You have to be prepared that people will judge you over that. People judge you over your actions. You know, you you might say that only God can judge you, but 
uh, it's just not true. We're all judging you. We're all watching you and everyone does it. It's, it's just humanity. Um, and so look, it, it's a total mistake. I would not be caught dead at any of these protests. Um, it's, it's a total disaster. And so if, if you're just smart, you wouldn't want to participate in that because you'll never get a job. Yeah, no, that's right. Because you're on camera. Now they, they said no pro Palestinian protests in France, but here in America, you're not allowed to protest a stolen election or an abortion clinic anymore. So I think they're going the other way here in the United States. No, that's exactly, isn't that the irony, right? Isn't, isn't that the irony that when parents show up to their local school boards, Matt, and they protest the, 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 the graphic and inappropriate and obscene things that they're teaching our kids, and they're also protesting, by the way, the fact that these schools aren't actually teaching our kids anything, those are domestic terrorists in the government's eyes here. Not the people that are standing with Palestine, Palestine and, and all the terrorism that happened this weekend. Those aren't the terrorists. The people cheering on mass murder and terrorist acts of, uh, against little children, including infants and babies, those aren't the bad guys. It's the parents that are speaking out and using their First Amendment rights, their God-given rights. It's uh, that, That's a great point. It's a totally upside-down America we're living in right now. Yes, it certainly is. For our radio listeners, that is all the time we have. Check out thebuffshow.com. Make sure you follow us on Rumble. Make sure you follow us on social. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for our radio listeners. Now, Terry, you had a piece out about San Francisco. That, that clip I showed you was from San Francisco. The... Uh, the protests in the street, but we saw it in Dearborn, Michigan, which is Dearborn, Michigan, we call Syria West. Mm -hmm. And then New York bracing for uh, all kinds of Hamas terror in New York. They already have God knows how many Hamas uh, sympathizers living on their streets and in their hotels right now because mm -hmm. of the influx of illegal immigration at the border where we don't know where the people are coming from. It's chosen. It, they, they try to ignore it all. But one, one thing that we have seen is still the leaders at these universities, and you, you had a piece specifically about San Francisco where the elected officials in California are more hell-bent on appeasing radical ideologies than anybody else's rights. No, that's exactly right. That we're, we're seeing this all across the country, but especially in these blue states where they're infringing upon everyone's rights and only protecting the people uh, when they're committing crimes. I, I there, you know, there was an op-ed. I write dozens of pieces, and it's it's part of what I love to do. But I I actually find more joy in reading other people's pieces. But there was an article in American Thinker today uh, that I read about how America's justice system now punishes more people for hate crimes and prejudice and bigotry, and they're turning back the dial on violent crime, on shootings, on robberies, on arson, right? And they're asking with these laws, when you're enforcing anti, you know, when you enforce arson laws against people, you're criminalizing an act. Here you're criminalizing people and you're criminalizing people for what they believe. Uh, it's absolutely insane. The, these things that we're rolling the, the, the needle back on they're actual crimes. They're, they're crimes that are committed against people. They're, they take things away. When you rob someone, you take a financial amount of money away from them. But we're criminalizing people now today for hate crimes, for having a different opinion, right? It's, it's this whole country, it's, it's really taking a radical downward turn, not a left turn. It's a downward turn, uh, which is basically the same thing today. 
Yes, it is. It's a downward turn and it's really detrimental to the future of our kids. I mean, what they're trying to do in the schools, what they have done in the schools, the bluer the district, the warped, the more warped the mind is right now. And the more you fight back about it, the more you're the bad guy. It's just quite yeah. remarkable. And I, I tell you what, I mean, you cited specific examples, but we could show you hours of footage just of the last week of crazy, crazy Americans just acting out unbelievably supporting a jihadic movement. Yeah, it's um, it's absolutely puzzling. You know, I'll tell you, when I was in high school, uh, it was uh, in the middle of the Iraq war and Afghanistan war. And I saw, you know, a rising of these anti-American teenagers uh, who who actually didn't try and explain that the American founding was a left-wing experiment. Um, they were actually arguing that America shouldn't exist, that America is built on slavery. You know, these ideas about these anti-American ideas, they're they've long festered in this country. And I think that it might be my generation, the millennials, that were the first to really take up a real true massive anti-american banner and and that's scary to think about because we've never had a movement this big in this country of people that hate this country and i guess the question that we're going to have to answer in the coming days coming years is do the number of people who love america who appreciate america who are willing to stand up and fight for america do we still outnumber the people that want to destroy this country i i don't know i think we do um but we'll have to see and if we're willing to take the actions necessary to 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 take take this country back to where it needs to go. I think we do. They just happen to be louder and they have a bigger microphone and the white house will throw them a picnic where these freaks run around without shirts on. <laughs> and then they have a barbecue when Hamas is executing children. I mean, it's just quite remarkable. So if we get, it starts from the top when we get a change of leadership, when we get stronger, more conservative minded Americans, to do the right thing when we walk with a big stick again and we put the freaks back in the closet so to speak maybe that's a start and get rid of the department of education yes yes get rid of the department of education it is it has failed us right ever since the department of education uh we now have you know it's 30 40 years uh, no no it's almost 50 years 51 years Jen since Jimmy the department Carter, of education. 77. yeah it, that, that's a long time and guess what only a third of our kids can read proficiently and only a third of them can do math proficiently, right? This whole thing has been an absolute failure. Ask yourself, do you think a majority of students, let alone a vast majority of students could read at grade level in the 1970s? I, I bet they could, right? And, and things have really fallen downhill ever since we allowed the feds to get involved in, in education policy. What's next for American principles? You know, we have this big race in Kentucky uh, the governor's race is there. It's an odd year election for their statewide offices. And um, Andy Bashir is a radical Democrat who's been helped by the mainstream media to be branded as a as a, a moderate, a, a you know, a, a purple guy. Uh, but he's radical, man. I mean, we're attacking him. He vetoed a women's sports bill that basically just said boys can't compete in girls' sports regardless of how they identify. He vetoed a bill that would ban sex change procedures for minors. He vetoed a bill that would protect parental rights when it comes to children who suffer from gender confusion. He's, he's a radical guy, and we're out there reminding people every single day just how crazy he is. He's getting way too much support from Republicans, 
and uh, we're going to make sure that they vote the right way uh, come in November. So it's a great, great opportunity to collect a scalp for the next few days and uh, really send a message to everyone that you can't be uh, moderate and be against parental rights. No, not at all whatsoever. Where's the website, social links? How can they follow? AmericanPrinciplesProject.org. And you can check me out on social media at Schilling1776. Very good stuff. Terry, always a pleasure having you on. Sorry we had, I mean, it just sucks that we had so much bad news because we got to pick <laughs> apart the pronouns, but then we yes. have all this other stuff happening. But we'll have you back on very soon, and it's always a pleasure. God bless you. Keep up the great work. God bless you, Matt. We'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. Terry Schilling, everybody. What a banger show tonight. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We'll see you next time on the Matt Buff Show. You stay smart out there. Thank you.